from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Friday, October the 1st, 2021. Happy October to you. To digital host Louie B on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. You can always. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode, whether it's of this show or any of the other great shows we have for you here on the Ticats Audio Network, like a brand new episode of Ticats This Week with RJ Broadhead and Mike Morielli, or a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy, as I'm joined by Sean Campbell from TSN 690 in Montreal. So lots to check out on the Ticats Audio Network through, from throughout the week. And, of course, it's all getting you set for tomorrow's broadcast of the Ticats and the Montreal Alouettes. is a 4 o'clock kickoff. Uh, if you're heading down to the stadium, make sure to include us as part of your plans. Uh, you can listen on 900 CHML radio, ticats.ca, or the Ticats All Access app. So if you're coming down, even if you're not, uh, make sure to be listening to the Ticats Audio Network for your exclusive game day coverage. Andy and I will get you set with Tiger Cats pregame starting at 3 o'clock. All right, lots to get to on today's show as uh, we'll run through the depth chart as the Ticats have made a couple of changes. A couple of them have been hinted at throughout the week, and you might have already seen the depth chart online, but we'll break it down for you in just a little bit. We're going to hear from Coach Orlando Steinauer. As we do every day here on Tie Cats today. Uh, we're going to hear from Coulter Woodmansey, the 2025th overall pick in the CFL draft, uh, making his first career CFL start. So we had a chance to catch up with him. Uh, and I also sat down with uh, Courtney Steven. And uh, Courtney, of course, is a Thai Cats alum. He now works uh, for the company here with the Thai Cats. He is uh, the uh, director of community partnerships. So, uh, looking forward to uh, catching up with him because there's lots going on uh, tomorrow at the stadium uh, when it comes to uh, acknowledging the uh, National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Uh, so we'll catch up with Courtney on all that and get his thoughts on uh, the game itself. All right, let's take a look at the depth chart for your Hamilton Tiger Cats, how they will line up against the 2-4 and four Montreal Alouettes. And uh, it's kind of been hinted at all week. You kind of knew it was coming. But Jeremiah Masoli set to take over the starting job at quarterback. He's been uh, backing up Watford the last few weeks, but he is good to go. He will start. At quarterback for the Ticats, his first start since week two against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So uh, some time away, uh, but Masoli is uh, is ready to go. And he'll have a couple of familiar faces as Braylon Addison and Brandon Banks also return to the lineup. So huge additions. Braylon Addison making his season debut. Brandon Banks coming back after uh, getting injured in uh, the Labor Day Classic against the Argos. So Two huge targets uh, for Jeremiah Masoli uh, right away. Rounding out the receivers, you got uh, Dunbar Jr. on the uh, short side uh, alongside uh, Jalen Acklin at slot back. And then uh, out wide, you got Tim White. Uh, so the Ticats going with the All-American receivers to uh, start this one. Up front, you got Okafor, Revenberg, Sirocco, Woodmansey Murray left to right. So there you go. Coulter Woodmansey, as mentioned, the 2025th overall pick in the CFL draft, uh, will make his first career CFL start, and we'll hear from him in just a little bit. Uh, no changes in the backfield as it's Sean Thomas Erlington, Jackson Bennett, and Malik Irons, and then Nikola Kalinich and Felix Garand Gauthier. 
uh, backing up him at fullback. So that's how the Ticats offense will line up. On defense, no changes uh, for about, I think this is the the fifth week in a row. The Ticats will not make any changes on defense. There are some depth moves as uh, Chris Frey Jr. is in. Uh, you know, that that's basically it. Desmond Lawrence is in, uh, and Thua Kelly is out. Uh, but the Ticats lining up on defense up front, uh, front four. You got Ja'Garrett Davis, Teddy Laurent, Dylan Wynn, Julian House there. Up the middle, no surprises here for the eighth game in a row. And linebackers, Simone Lawrence, Jovan Santos, Knox, and Cameron Kelly. And handling the secondary duties, Jamal Roll, Cariel Brooks, Tunde Adelke, Siante Evans, and Frankie Williams. Maybe one change. We will mention that uh, Mike Daly set to return from injury as well. He's listed as the uh, third free safety behind uh, Katsantonis and uh, Tunde Adelike. So that's how the Ticats will line up against the Montreal Alouettes. Let's hear from the head coach of the Ticats. Here's what Orlando Steinauer had to say after walkthrough today. I think it's the healthiest we've been. Uh, definitely, it's the healthiest we've been completely. Um, yeah, complete. Yeah, I don't know. We're always going to be a work in progress from week to week, but I think without a doubt, this is uh, likely the healthiest that we have been. If they want him to run the ball, Louie, uh, he's going to get yards. You know, he's the type of guy that falls forward uh, after contact. So, you know, the further down, you know, if you hit him at five, he's probably going to get eight. And if you hit him at the line of scrimmage, he's probably going to get three. So my point here is that he's going to get some yards. That's just likely what's going to happen. Um, it's going to be to control it uh, as much as we can. And we'll, we've got a we've got a tall we got a tall task ahead of us. Looking forward to it though. I think uh, a better way to word it really is that he hasn't yeah he hasn't really had any setbacks. It's maintained right, and that's the important thing. Um, I would guess that the more he uses it moving forward, you know, it's going to be a slow process and maybe getting to a hundred percent. But I think that he hadn't had any setbacks, and that was the main thing, and that was the reason for the comment of wait and see, because ultimately until you put him through it, you really don't know. Well, when you when you have a guy that you anticipate may be ready in his first year, like Coulter, right. um, there's never really a great time to put him in there to shake up things, right? And so this is more of a, a collective thing that we've done as a staff to say, uh, let's let the opportunity might be right now. Right. And otherwise it just gets keeping pushed a week later, a week later. And then it's, you know, we're talking next year about how are you looking forward to it, even though he didn't play. Yeah. So we feel like he's been working. He's got a great understanding. Um, he's a tough kid. Um, he's not going to play error free. We know that he's going to be giving grace, but, uh, at the end of the day, if we didn't feel like he was ready, we wouldn't put him out there. Uh, I'm excited for him and for us. That is the head coach of the Hamilton Tigers, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke to us after walkthrough today. Ticats getting set for the Alouettes. Should be a great game. A couple things uh, Coach mentioned there. Uh, obviously, Jeremiah Masoli had uh, no setbacks through the week means he's good to go to uh, return to the starters job for the first time uh, since week two and the Ticats looking for a uh, another win here against the Alouettes trying to make it 12 straight wins at home Uh, that is within three wins of their all-time record of 14 straight which was from 1957 to 1959 
Uh, and during this streak, they've won six times with margins of eight points or less. So they do uh, they do make it close. It is going to be an exciting game. Uh, should be a, a great game here. If you're coming down, there's still some tickets available. You can go to tightcats.ca. Uh, try and get your hands on some uh, last-minute tickets to be uh, among the 18,000 or so that will be in attendance uh, for Saturday's game. And in attendance will be lots of members of the Wood Manzi family uh, as Coulter is making his uh, first career CFL start, the fifth overall pick in the 2020 CFL draft. Uh, obviously very excited for this moment, and we had a chance to catch up with him about uh, what tomorrow's game is going to mean to him. Here's what he had to say. I'm so excited. It's uh, been a long time since I've got a chance to start, and it's going to be a lot of fun out there. I can't wait. Like, everyone's been such a help. It's just, I'm really very, very excited and ready to go. Uh, it's been and like a huge contributing factor, Chris, Coach Gibson, but also like all the other veterans like Revenberg, Sirocco, Oak, uh, Jesse Gibbons, John Yarbrough, like all these guys the entire time this year, regardless if I was playing or not and who was up and down, like we really came together as a unit to help each other get ready. So even when I was not taking reps at the first, they were giving me uh, like the information I needed to know what was going on. I was getting I coached up by Rev every day. Same thing with Van Zyl in practice. They're helping with my technique. So this whole year, I've, I've gotten a ton of help from all of them. Coach Gibson's been amazing with getting me prepared. The whole coaching staff. Yeah, the whole fa- the whole family's coming out. I got a lot of people. They're all really excited. They all got their jerseys and everything else. And it's a it's a cool moment for us. Mandy has. I, I feel really good. Our preparation all week has gotten us ready for this. Uh, they're a very good front, don't get me wrong. They're very talented players, but we prepare and we're ready to go. And when we are us as a team, no one can touch us. We're going to be ready to go. This offensive line group, we've improved so much throughout the year. The other guys have worked so hard. We're all working as a unit. I, I feel very, very confident in our preparation to, to go and be successful tomorrow. That is Coulter Woodmansey, offensive lineman, right guard for the Hamilton Tiger Cats as he spoke after walkthrough ahead of making his first career CFL start. Uh, 2020 draft pick, fifth overall, a uh, long time coming. He had uh, told us he hasn't started a football game uh, since the uh, 2019 OUA playoffs when he was playing for Guelph. So it's been a long time coming for him. Uh, drafted way back in 2020. And, of course, there was no 2020 season, but it uh, should be a special moment. And as you heard there, lots of members of the Woodmansey family will be in attendance. And hopefully you're in attendance as well. You can go to tightcats.ca, uh, try and get your hands on some last-minute tickets. And if you can't make it, make sure to join us, even if you are making it. Uh, join us on Tiger Cats pregame as Andy and I will get you set for the game starting at 3 o'clock. And then we'll hand it off to RJ Broadhead and Mike Morreale, uh, who's filling in for Luke Tasker this week. Uh, Courtney Steven filled in for Andy Fantuz last week, who is filling in for Luke Tasker, uh, but he uh, is a very busy guy this week. Uh, he's helped uh, organize a couple of uh, different things when it comes to uh, recognizing the uh, truth, uh, the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. He uh, uh, organized an, a kind of a an information uh, session here with uh, with all the Ticats business staff earlier this week. I told you about that earlier, and uh, it was a great humbling and solemn presentation but obviously uh, something we all need to be aware of as as our history in this country but I'm very pleased now to be joined by Courtney he's the director of community partnership for the Ticats in addition to being a former Ticat himself and uh, like we said it's been a very busy week for you hey Courtney 
Yeah, you know what? And it's it's important time because so many of us haven't had an opportunity to, to dig into this the way that we should because it wasn't something that was brought to our attention in school when we were growing up. You know, I went to school just uh, short, uh, short way out of the city here. So I'm sure that it was similar to what the education is like in Hamilton. But I think now that the fact that residential schools existed um, and it was so recent, I mean, 1996 is when the last school closed down. I think a little bit of that education is being changed, being reformed to include some of the most impactful parts of our history because uh, the things that happened in the past, they don't stay in the past. A lot of that trickles down into the way that we experience life today and even more so for the communities that were directly affected, specifically the indigenous communities. So uh, the cultural education session that we had um, you know, the things we're doing to bring attention to the matter so that people can start their own conversations. It's all very important. And to that point on Saturday, lots going on. I know there's uh, the, you know, Zach and the, the, the marketing staff is working hard getting video board stuff ready. So there'll be some acknowledgements on a video board throughout the game, but there's also a lot else going on. Can you tell us a little bit about what else is going on on Saturday? Yeah. So we are in an area where we have a very large indigenous population. There's many First Nations, Métis, Inuit, people who live in and around Hamilton area. So um, as part of that community, we've been in touch with many of the different uh, people who do work in the indigenous communities through uh, Bramford Regional Indigenous Support Center, uh, Hamilton Regional Indian Center. And just with their consultation, we found that it would be it would be great to pay homage to all of those people by uh, raising up the Six Nations flag at our game to show them that, you know, we do stand with them. We support them. Uh, we acknowledge the things that have happened in the past. Uh, we know where we are on this land and, and who was really here first. Um, and just to, to really be the conversation starter, because at this point in time, it's not for us to prescribe answers, but more for us to listen, learn and just uh, learn how we can support and be the best community members moving forward. So raising the six nations flag here at Tim Hortons Field, obviously that'll be not just symbolic, but a, a huge kind of moment here within this organization. And then uh, also there's going to be about, I heard about 80 to 100 uh, indigenous youth from Six Nations. Uh, there's usually always about 20 who are here every week, but uh, even more so coming uh, for Saturday's game. Yeah, and you know, it was awesome that it timed out well with the regulations from uh, the government coming down that we're going to be able to open up the capacity to have more people attend the game. So uh, we were able to go out, work with those community centers to find people who would be willing to come out and experience game day at, at Tim Hortons Field because there's nothing like it. Uh, when you come down here and you get to escape from the busy everyday life and, and just take in a Ticats game, it's one of the best attractions in the city. So we're going to be bringing about 80 people out. And, you know, some of them are already Ticats fans, but for a lot of people, it'll be their first game and it'll be an amazing weekend. Uh, speaking of the game itself, uh, shaping up to be a good one. Always, uh, always good when uh, East Division opponents go head to head. What do you, when you look at the Ticats, you look at Jeremiah Masoli's back, Braylon Addison's back, Speedy B's back. I mean, uh, you're nodding your head along here. This is this team seems to be getting healthy at the perfect time right now. And you know what? It's all about that back stretch of the season when you're talking about the CFL and. In this league, you got to have two, if not three, quarterbacks who can get the job done. So it's going to be great to see some guys, some familiar faces that have been staples in this offense really back in there. 
Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Braylon Addison. He's going to add a lot more versatility to that offense. In the last couple of weeks, we've been, we've been seeing a lot of uh, run, uh, play action, short game screens. I think Braylon's going to allow you to uh, stretch the ball and do some more intermediate to deep routes, especially the same thing with Speedy B. Those guys really put stress on defenders and, and give you matchup problems all over the field. And then I want to ask you about a position, obviously, you're very familiar with. A uh, guy like Mike Daly getting back into the lineup. What can you say about Mike, what he brings, and especially for a, a special teams like group that's so young, but that's doing really well. Nick Cross, like all these guys are playing really well. What does it mean to have Mike Daly back in the lineup for this team? Man, Mike Daly is one of those guys who's, who's battle-tested, and he's going to give you a contribution in every phase of the game that he gets a chance to participate. So uh, having veteran leadership on that sideline who's been in tight games, who's been in those division rivalry games, who's been to the playoffs, a guy who's not really easily shaken, that gives you a lot more confidence in those late fourth quarter uh, situations where you have to really make a play. So um, adding value wherever he may be, if he's running down on kickoff, you know there's going to be some pads clanging. And if he's back there on defense, you know everybody's going to be exactly where they need to be. So it's great to have him in the lineup. How important is it the, for the defense, the consistency is still there? Because Montreal's coming to this game, highest scoring offense. They've scored the most points. They've put up the most yards. How important is that consistency when it comes to, you know, that prep through the week and, and just kind of that week-to-week improvement? Man, consistency on defense is everything because there's only, there's only six receivers they can put in a route. They got one quarterback and they got five old linemen, right? So um, really doing the fundamentals and the basic stuff at an unconscious competence level is what really separates uh, the teams who are good all the time from the teams who have peaks and valleys in performance. I think what you're going to see is a very, very talented quarterback in Vernon Adams coming in here with, you know, great running back in their backfield who can balance out that run pass game. Um, But our defense, you know, as long as they do what their brand of football is, which is uh, be disciplined, be tough, don't commit a lot of penalties and, suffocate that deep ball you're going to force vernon adams to be very creative move in the pocket and hopefully throw some errant passes that'll end up in the black and gold hands well we know one thing about this uh tie cats defense is they're ball hawks right i mean Seattle Evans is a ball hawk i mean frankie is a ball hawk i mean and, and do you kind of do you, do you salivate at the opportunity of uh, going up against a guy who loves taking deep shots i feel like this secondary has been watching vernon adams tape all week and 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 probably know him just as well as he knows himself at this point man you got to lick your chops when you're going up against somebody who's got a big arm somebody who likes to move because Traditionally, a quarterback is meant to stay in the pocket and set their feet and deliver. Vernon Adams, sometimes the gift can also be the curse. And when he gets outside of that pocket, he can create more plays and be a threat. But when you're on the move, naturally, you're going to be a little bit less accurate. So as we stuff, we stuff them up, because I'm predicting that we stuff them up on that run and they have to go to the pass. If he starts to get itchy and wants to stretch the ball down the field, there's going to be opportunities for turnovers and big plays for the Ticats. Well, it should be a beautiful afternoon for football here at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, Court, can't wait to see you down here. And obviously lots going on, so I know you'll be a busy man, but uh, hopefully we'll connect uh, on game day. All right, Louie, appreciate it. My thanks to Courtney Steven for joining me today on Ticats Today. My thanks to you for tuning in. I always do appreciate it because uh, we could not do this show without you, the listener. Uh, if you have any feedback, you can let me know at... Louis B underscore TV. You can hit us up on Twitter at Ticats too. 
Um, but appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate your support of this show and all the other great shows on the Tight Cats Audio Network. Uh, so make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of any of the uh, fantastic shows, including a brand new episode of Tight Cats this week uh, with RJ Broadhead and Mike Morielli that just dropped. They will have the call for you on tomorrow's game, but be sure to join Andy Fan Tuesday at 3 o'clock for Tiger Cats pregame presented by Active Green and Ross. Hopefully you have a fantastic rest of your Friday. Hopefully you have a great Saturday. Uh, be sure to join us tomorrow on the Tie Cats Audio Network when the Tie Cats take on the Alouettes pregame at 3, kickoff at 4 o'clock. For the Tie Cats Audio Network, I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day.